Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 my lovelies. It is so good to be back with you. I'm so happy to be sitting down to record this episode because this is an episode I've been so excited about, so excited to share. And that's because today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. And it is one of the definitely a best kept secret of the self-help and recovery world. It's called divine rage. And it is one of the most powerful factors in healing becoming the person that you want to be, manifesting the future that you're not completely miserable in. And it is something that we don't talk about enough, that we don't embrace enough, but it has the absolutely overwhelming power to change the quality of our healing journey and the quality of our lives. Before we get started, one little piece of exciting news. Um, I've released a new ebook. Unmasking the Narcissistic Family. It is a complete guide for anyone who is kind of just coming up for air from narcissistic abuse or anyone who's realizing that maybe they had a narcissistic parent um, and that they were experiencing some narcissistic abuse in childhood. It is an excellent guide. I explore the different personalities that you find in the narcissistic family, including enablers, scapegoats, the golden child. And I also give you some first steps that you can use to kickstart your healing and recovery journey. If you would like to purchase that ebook or learn more about it and the work that I do helping people recover from narcissistic abuse, then just head over to therealebjohnson.com slash shop. Now let's jump right into this because oh, I'm like, I'm actually a bit jittery. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because it fires me up. And I hope that by sharing this with you, by opening the doors on this secret that they really don't want you to know about, um, I'll be able to open up some doors for you and fire you up as well. And that is why we are talking about divine rage, divine rage or cosmic rage or, you know, that kind of teen inner teen rage. That's what we're talking about today. And it is one of the most transformative sources of power that you can tap into in your journey to becoming the person that you were always meant to be. Whenever I bring up this topic, obviously, the first question is what divine rage? What is that? 90% of people have never, ever, ever heard this term. It's not a new term. Uh, it's actually a very, very, very ancient term. It was used in the ancient world in a number of religious practices, spiritual practices. Um, but it applies very much today and to these kind of pain recovery journeys that we're on. And divine rage is basically this. It is that inherent sense of injustice and denial that you feel when you are the victim of abuse. 
And, you know, this is why I said the self-help gurus and stuff, they don't like to talk about this a lot because it's all kind of peace, love, roses. When you heal, you shouldn't feel anger. You should be able to process your anger and da 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 Wrong. Incorrect. Um, divine rage is that foundational knowledge that you were wronged and that you deserved better. And there's no healing that. That's just human common sense ground level stuff, right? Okay. If you were abused really at any stage in your life, but especially in childhood, you you were just wronged, period. And you know that your inner child, your inner teen knows that. And they will be unsettled until they feel that they have had the equal payment, the equal justice that the perpetrator got to inflict pain. Do you see that? Do you see that equivalency there? Our divine rage is usually held somewhere around the inner child, somewhere around the inner teen. It is that core anger that never goes away. And it doesn't matter how far you get into your healing journey. I'm years into my healing journey, years into my healing journey. At this point, I feel like I'm standing on pride rock looking down on the the world. Like I've done way, way, way too much breaking stuff down, analyzing it and giving myself like a logical perspective. And no matter how much work I've done, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I meditate, I do yoga, or I run, or if I journal, or if I, you know, try to talk to somebody, if I resolve my stuff, I get my PTSD, I let my body process the pain. None of that matters. That rage is still there. Okay. I have deep, deep, deep rage. And it took me a long time to realize that because in the healing space, I was told I was always working against this rage. I was always trying to resolve it to make it go away. And it wasn't until relatively recently that I realized incorrect. Why am I fighting this? This rage is not this divine rage. It's not some enemy. It's not some foreign invader. It's not some, you know, monster in the closet. It's a protector. This rage that I was feeling, it was what allowed me to sit down on Medium and tell my story about my abuse. It allowed me to sit here on this podcast and talk about my narcissistic mother beating me until I vomited on myself in the kitchen, you know? It was that rage. That rage was never an emotion that was like some off-cast result of the bad things that had happened. It was literally a soldier with a shield and a sword ready to cleave through whatever it needed to cleave through to give me the life I had always deserved, but that I had been denied by myself, my trauma, and my abuse. Your divine rage is so important as a survivor of abuse, as a survivor of trauma. It is one of the most empowering fuels that we have in our bodies, in our souls, in our minds, period. And I can even give you a little example of why this kind of anger, this rage, this foundational kind of I got screwed knowledge is so important. And if you can just prove it by looking at social media, we know now we've known for years that giants like Facebook, they hired psychologists who came in, did a lot of studies, shared a lot of studies um, on human emotion and how they could use emotion to get people to interact with the apps longer because the more you're on the app the more likely you are to spend money 
as time goes on, though, we get bored with these things. And now we've entered an age where they have to heighten emotion, heighten extremism in order to get you to interact with these apps and to spend money with advertisers. And now they've come to a point where they realize that negative emotion is more driving than positive emotion. When you see a post that you wholeheartedly disagree with, you're more likely to interact with it, engage with it than something that is very, very positive because something's very, very positive. You go, oh, that's nice. You might give it a like, but you'll probably just pass it by. If you see something that makes you angry, you're more likely to drop in and say, hey, buddy, you know what I think? Because anger is one of the most powerful, motivating emotions. It is what pushes people to act. It's a very powerful action emotion. And your divine rage is as well. It gives you that fuel to kick down that last wall and say, you know what? None of this. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not doing anything I don't want to do anymore. I'm not doing anything that doesn't belong in my future, that doesn't belong in my life. I'm not chasing other people. I'm not validating other people. I'm validating myself. I'm going to have a positive experience and a positive life because the rest of this is its not my reality. I refuse to make this negativity and this pain my reality. Your divine rage is clarifying. It's directive. And you can just go back to me as that example. I had hit this kind of plateau in my healing journey where it's like, I don't understand. I've done all the things. I do all the things. I get up. I drink the water. I take the vitamins. I write in the journals. I do the affirmations. I show up. I pour my heart out. I tell my stories. I am service to others. Why am I still so angry? It's because I wasn't on the right path. I still wasn't doing what I needed to do for me. I wasn't being honest. I wasn't speaking honestly. I was choking on my own words, on my own life that I had created. But when I embraced that divine rage, it was the moment in which I was able to go, no, I don't want to do this and I'm not going to do this. We're done with that. I'm going to do this now. It was like wiping the fog from my eyes. And this power is ultimately why this divine rage, this cosmic rage has been kept a secret from you for all these years. It's why all of the gurus just tell you peace and love instead of like, no, screw them. Stop doing that. Because once you come to that place of screw them, stop doing that, you're coming to the kind of end of your journey as far as realizing who you are. And once you do that, you don't need to be on the self-help train anymore. You can get off. You can stop buying as many books and you can just start clearly making decisions for yourself on your journey. This divine rage is all powerful. Once you tap into it, once you embrace it, you open your heart to her. That's it. That's it. The door is open and there is no going back through it. It's going to claim you. It's going to claim you. It is that soldier that is going to scoop up your inner child, kick down the door of that house of horrors and carry you down the road. There's no going back. It will change your perspective forever. Now that I see the place that my rage has within me and the power that it has to literally materially change outside factors of the world around me. I see everything differently. I see everything as an option. And then I weigh that option against my higher good. And that's how I'm able to make the right decisions for myself. But the biggest reason that this, this divine, this cosmic rage 
is kept away from you, is kept secret, is why you're told to deny it, is because it is a complete and absolute bridge burner. It is a bridge burner. And you burn enough bridges, you're changing the landscape, you're changing the world, literally. This is why I kind of, you'll, you'll hear me sometimes refer to it as Sekhmet energy. Um, and for those who are familiar with mythology, it's one of the most exciting goddesses, the gods from ancient mythology. And she comes from ancient Egyptian mythology. And she was a daughter of Ra. And Ra was kind of like the main guy. And he was watching over Egypt and he saw that Egypt was doing everything wrong. All the people were disobeying. They were not honoring him. The world was just going to pot. And so Ra told his daughter, the lion-headed, beautiful-bodied woman, Sekhmet, unleash your rage. And essentially, that is what Sekhmet was. She was divine rage. But she was also healing. Because Sekhmet came down, and she scourged the world. She slaughtered, and she gorged herself on the blood of disobedient Egypt. And she was so terrifying that eventually, even Ra couldn't get her to stop. He had to fill the Nile with wine. So she drank it, got drunk, and fell asleep. And that's the only way he was able to get her to stop. She was finally satiated. She finally felt that she had had her fill. This is ultimately what divine rage is. That is the story of Sekhmet. The story of Sekhmet is a story meant to encourage people to see the value in that divine rage, but to be cautious of it. You pull this divine rage out when you've come to the end of the road and you need to create a new one. And that is the value of it. Because you'll have to burn some bridges to get, you know, to keep the past from coming back, to completely start that new chapter. You'll have to burn things to the ground. And that might include the family structures that you've built, the relationships that you thought you valued, the careers you've been chasing, the healing path you thought you were on, and then bigger picture, what does that change? Family structures change. Society changes. The way we see one another changes. The way we relate to one another changes. The way we interact changes. Then what we demand from our leadership changes. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey, friends. Welcome to Tea with TJ, where every sip brings you closer to insightful conversations and delightful discoveries. Join me every Wednesday as I navigate through topics ranging from culture, creativity, personal growth, all over a soothing cup of tea. Relax, unwind, and expand your mind with Tea with TJ. Subscribe now on all your favorite podcast platforms and brew up some wisdom with me. And remember... Be kind, keep sipping, and I'll see you next week. This divine rage, we are now at a point in humanity where we have to embrace it. We have to embrace it not only to heal ourselves, but to heal the world. So by this point, I'm sure you're like, okay, right, it's a lot of anger, but you unleash the anger what 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 happens next and i'll tell you this is why this is what divine rage ultimately creates once you've reached the place where you're able to as an emotionally intelligent person unleash her in your life first of all she's the basis of boundary setting and i don't care what anyone says 
that anger, that rage as a survivor of trauma, a survivor of childhood abuse, dysfunction has to be rage because that's one of the emotions you're never, ever, 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 ever allowed to tap into your whole life. You're made to be obedient, quiet, dismissive, make yourself as small as possible. In order for us to be able to effectively set boundaries, we have to get angry. We have to get to a place where we go, no, absolutely not. And even if that comes from a place of love, it has to be angry. It has to have some fuel behind it, if you know what I mean. And that anger is also what helps us maintain those boundaries. Yeah? Because it's one thing to draw the line. It's another thing to tell somebody, back off. I told you once, don't do it again, or you will lose access to me. Period. You need that divine, that cosmic inherent sense of injustice. And justice is a great word because what divine rage also does is help us create self-defined justice, self-defined justice. I get so mad when clients come to me and they talk about childhood trauma and then they speak of it as if it's, you know, oh, well, there's just nothing that can be done about it. Can you just teach me some ways to make my brain quieter? And that's not, it's not really healing. That's not really recovery. When you have overcome these kinds of injustices, and let's face it, most of us never get real justice, right? Like you're not actually going to go and get your parents put in jail. But what you can do is give yourself a life inside and out that is so effing good That your inner child, your inner teen, that sense of rage can't help but feel satiated. You fill the Nile with wine, right? That's that analogy. You make your, you give yourself the best life. You give that inner child all the toys and the goodies and the fun and the excitement and the structure and the purpose and the balance. You do all of those things. Your life gets so good that you look at the trauma, you can sit next to the people that traumatized you at dinner and think, what a joke. Look at that guy. Look at that guy and look at where I'm at. Your inner child will feel so rewarded and you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to touch that other person that harmed you. You don't have to erase anything. You just have to give yourself what you always deserved. Love, peace, happiness, internal validation. And then once you've got those things all mixed together, you can start acting outwardly in your life, creating that career, creating that material success. All of those things starts with divine rage. Divine rage can give you that sense, that self-supplied sense of justice. That self-supplied, look what I did for myself. Look what I did for myself. But maybe most importantly, our divine rage helps us to soothe some incredibly deep wounds, incredibly deep wounds. And I like to refer back to that, you know, that kind of visual of kicking in the door and scooping up your inner child and carrying them out. And that is how you should envision your divine rage. Your divine rage is that almost parental figure inside that has the power to acknowledge that you got completely screwed and more than that get justice for you 
And that allows you to see yourself in different ways. It allows you to see your healing differently as well. With Divine Rage, you you realize that healing is not just a game of mental battles, right? It's also a physical battle. You've got to address numerous physical issues. You've got to learn how to calm your nervous system. Your immune system has probably been highly affected. There's a lot of symptoms you've got to manage, especially if you've wound up with PTSD or CPTSD. Our Divine Rage helps us to soothe that deep inner hurt so that we can just come to ourselves just ready to embrace what we were, what we are, and what we're ready to be. It's self-protective, and it is that kind of radical honesty, radical self-acknowledgement, but it, it almost at the same time feels like a universal cosmic acknowledgement that you got shortchanged. It feels like the big guy at the top has finally been like, yeah, that was crap. That never should have happened. That divine rage has to be tapped into for us to kick through that final wall of recovery, that final hill, so that we can fully, fully embrace what happened to us and what we want to create for ourselves in the future. So the only thing really left for you to do is to decide. What are you going to do? Are you going to allow yourself to keep sliding back into that place of anxiety, of fear, of needing validation from others, that desperation? Or are you going to tap into that almost cosmic maternal blanket of loving, nurturing rage that is ready to help carry you? It's ready to lift you up. It's ready to refill your tanks and get you across the finish line. It's your decision. It's your decision. You can keep playing these same wackadoodle personal development self-help games that are just like, think positive, think happy, move away from rage, and then you're healed. You shouldn't be angry if you're healed. You can move away from that, and you can move to something bigger, something better. Ultimately, the choice has to come down to you. I hope that this episode has been enlightening, motivational, inspirational. I would love to know your thoughts on it. So if you want, head over to Instagram, shoot me a message, um, or find me on Medium. There's a great little piece I've done there on Divine Rage. Go through it and let me know your thoughts. Sound off in the comments. I always love to interact with my readers um, and kind of see what you think and how you feel about it. Just before we head out, I want to remind you that you can get a free ebook from me. Um, all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a quick five star review, tell them what you like about the show, and then send me a screenshot when it goes live. You can email it to me or you can send it to me on Instagram, and I will send you a free ebook. It's literally that easy. So, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review if you found this episode helpful in any way or enlightening or motivational. As always, I am so grateful for you guys, so grateful for you listening, for being here, for putting up with me, um, and for being along with this journey and on this ride with me. I hope you're doing well, and as always, keep your head up and keep moving forward. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.